Hello and welcome to the We Are CCA podcast. This is a special episode, Exploring Careers, episode one. Uh, I am your host, Jake Ramsey, and I have a different co-host with me for these special episodes. Ian, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the group. Thanks, Jake. I am Ian Waite. I am uh, relatively new to CCA and I'm really psyched here. I'm a career facilitation coordinator and I work with Jake and we got some awesome things lined up for this school year. So I'm really excited. Yeah, so just to give you guys a little bit of background. Um, so I have transitioned from my old, old position into a new position along with Ian as career facilitation coordinators. And so we wanted to use this platform uh, to you know, share some information with our students and our parents about careers uh, and about some of the things that we're doing within our innovative programs department. Um, and some of the, the work-based learning experiences that might be available. What's, what's really great is that we, have, we are starting to develop some industry partners. So some, some agencies and organizations that we're working with outside of CCA to help to broaden and strengthen the opportunities that are available to CCA students to learn more about careers. So um, really happy and excited to bring you this episode today. Again, this is episode number one. So we have a great guest for, well, we actually have two guests for you today, um, but from one organization. So I'm gonna let them introduce themselves uh, and we're gonna start with Doug. Hi, thanks so much, Jake, for having us on board today. Really appreciate the opportunity to be with everyone. Uh, hello again, everyone. My name is Doug Hosenbein. I'm a human resource analyst. I'm with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Specifically, I work for the Office of Administration. And we are the office that provides a lot of other office services to all the other state agencies. And in my case, I specifically provide a lot of human resources and hiring services and recruitment services to Pennsylvania. Uh, formerly known as the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation. So I interact with students a lot. Any questions that come in, we try to get them an answer. We also make them aware of all the opportunities with PennDOT and try to introduce them because uh, we're roughly about the third largest agency, Jake. So there's literally, almost literally, an opportunity for everyone. So I'm really excited to get into that a little bit more and speak about the opportunities that are aware for, uh, available for your students, whether they're looking for employment right out of CCA or if they're going on for some further education and then would like to come aboard. But we almost have something for everyone. We are a rather large agency. So glad to be here today. And Doug brought with him one of his colleagues, uh, Brittany. Brittany, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Brittany Brill. Uh, I am an enterprise recruiter with the Office of Administration, uh, specifically um, here to uh, lend any information I can in regard to recruitment efforts. Uh, being an enterprise recruitment uh, recruiter, I assist in recruitment efforts for all agencies under the governor's jurisdiction. Uh, but my main a uh, specific area would be the Infrastructure and Economic Delivery Center, which has several agencies, their largest one being PennDOT or uh, the PA Department of Transportation. So Penn, uh, PennDOT and just kind of to give a brief overview, Doug, um, you know, could you just, what is PennDOT? What do you guys do? What type of services does PennDOT provide? 
Sure. Well, like I said, Jake, we are one of the largest state agencies. We have over 11,000 employees. And I think when you say PennDOT, every, anything that comes to mind usually deals with the highways. And that certainly is one of our big focus areas when it comes to pothole patching, bridge repairs. By the way, we have 25,000 bridges in the state that we need to oversee and maintain. We also do line painting, any other road maintenance, and certainly the big one, snow removal and snow plow. I mean, that's a big part of what we do. And that comes under the category of what I like to call the visible element of PennDOT. That's something we see. And then the other big visible element of PennDOT that I think many of your students, Jake, are probably familiar with right now would be uh, our driver licensing services. I think a number of your students, they're in that phase now where they're getting their driver's license permit. So they're going to the driver license centers. So that's probably the second biggest function that we do. But they're the parts that every Everyone's aware of. We have a big behind the scenes operation. Let's go back to highway maintenance for a moment. You know, all those road crews out there, well, they need uh, to follow the guidance from the engineers. That's one of the big behind the scenes roles that we have in highway maintenance, engineering, developing the construction plans, and then the maintenance. After highways and bridges are built, we need to make sure we're keeping up on the maintenance. And then let's go back to snowfalls again and, and getting those roads cleared. You know, we have numerous trucks and vehicles that are out in the roadways any time of the year, not just during snowstorms, but we have a whole contingent of employees who are auto mechanics, diesel mechanics, uh, welders. They're doing all those repairs on all those snow plows and other equipment because when we get a snowy winter, those pieces of equipment are used very hard. Then also in our highway maintenance operations, we also have a lot of uh, 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 um, uh, analytical positions that are involved in the administrative and procurement functions in terms of ordering supplies, whether it be with the road salt uh, or ordering supplies for all the repairs and equipment. So again, that's just a small capsule in the behind the scenes elements that are there. Let's go back to driver licensing again. Again, many of your students, Jake, have probably been going for their permits or a test. Well, behind the scenes, you know, we have a lot going on there. We have 8.9 million driver's licenses that we issue and oversee, and then 11.9 million vehicle registrations. So you know what that means? We have a very intense and intricate computer system. So we have a lot of individuals, whether they're business analysts or program analysts, who are developing different computer programs to make sure we're making that process easy as possible or helping those behind the scenes monitor all those licenses. So again, another example of behind the scenes. And then let me just talk briefly, Jake, about three other areas that are completely behind the scenes. We have what I call our multimodal uh, deputate. And we say deputate, that's one of those government words that refers to a big unit or a big section of a government agency. So when we talk about multimodal in PennDOT, that's all those other areas. We give advisement to public transit, like your public busing systems, to aviation, whether it's the big airports in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, or the smaller regional ones throughout almost every county. We provide some oversight and guidance to those airports. Also, the railways. Um, Pennsylvania, Jake, is still actually a rather big rail state. And for your students who are in the south central part of the state, especially around the Harrisburg area, we have about two or three really large rail yards. So PennDOT still does some advisement and oversight and enforcement in those areas. Also, in the Philadelphia and Pittsburgh area, we have 
have the ports, the waterway systems for all those uh, goods and products coming in by ship from the ultimately from the oceans. So we oversee that. And even pedestrian and bicycle right-of-ways, we have some oversight in that. And even with the Amtrak operations. So again, this is what I'm talking about. Initially with PennDOT, you just think of snow plowing or highway maintenance. But as you, we start to scratch the surface here, you see more what's going on behind the scenes. And then two last areas, Jake, that we have in terms of two additional deputates. One is called our planning deputate. And we have a 12-year plan. And every two years, that's getting updated. So for there, if you like to analyze things or plan things out, certainly if you're interested in a civil engineering background, we're going to need you in that area. Because let's say we determine a highway needs to be replaced or resurfaced. Well, that's not something that you just go out and start doing tomorrow or next week. That takes months and years of planning with the public who lives in that area, with the county and municipal governments in that area. We have to contract out to bidders and the companies that are going to do that. So that's why we have that 12-year plan in place. So there's a lot of those analytical jobs there. And then the final uh, deputate that we have, Jake, it's uh, basically a behind-the-scenes operation, but it's our administrative deputate. So for the office services, for budgeting, to make sure we're getting our office supplies, also to make sure all the employees are following PennDOT's rules, we have that administrative deputate. So if you like to have a management role or an administrative role, that's something that could be in line there. So this just goes to show you how varied PennDOT is. And, and yes, highway maintenance, driver licensing, it's a big part of what we do. But obviously, Jake, it's not the only part of what we do. Yeah, that was something that was surprising to me, you know, in, in some of the meetings that we've had um, already, is just the, the diverse opportunities within PennDOT. Um, normally, you know, being, you know, being a, a native Pennsylvanian, you know, you think PennDOT, you think big yellow trucks. Um, you know, those big yellow trucks that are, you know, pushing snow or laying salt or hauling dirt or whatever it might be. Um, and, and it, you know, there's a lot more than just that. Um, obviously, with employing 11,000 people, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty in, amazing to see how, how diverse and how many different career fields, you know, that are involved with the agency from, you know, construction and road work all the way to human resources, administrative, mm -hmm. you know, uh, business and administration, engineering. Um, there's just a lot of opportunities there. Um, and and Jake, what I was going to say, you, you brought up a really good point. You brought up that visual, the, the, the yellow PennDOT trucks. And, you know, that's what comes to mind. And I think this, this is something your students could always keep in mind, especially if they're wondering what they want to do career-wise. I mean, certainly we, we're hoping that they're interested in PennDOT. But remember, there's roughly about 30 other state agencies that the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania would always love to have you come aboard. Or even if your students are considering somewhere else. But you hit on a really good point when you said that yellow truck. And I think this is something that your students can do. When they're familiar with an employer or an entity or something they want to do, take that visual, the yellow truck. Well, that's the snow plowing. And, and I'm sure you have some students there. They're like, well, I don't think I want to be up three in the morning out there plowing roads. But what else goes on with that yellow truck? And, and we you know, touched on it all, already, the maintenance operation. Maybe you want to be an automotive mechanic or a diesel mechanic. Or maybe you want to be on the purchasing side. You know, though, After so long, we need to order new trucks. Or maybe we need to order 
new engines. And, you know, at some of our facilities, they will replace the engines. Instead of ordering a whole new truck, we try to save money where we can, and we just need a new engine. So we need uh, uh, administrative and procurement officials who could work on the contracts there. So I think that's something your students can always take, when, especially if they're not sure where they want to go career-wise yet. And, and I don't want to jump too far out of what we're talking about, but the other, I think, way, analogy you could use with this is, and, and your students have heard this a lot, but as we know, not everyone's going to be a major league sports player, you know, whether it's any of the major league sports. But what I always point out there is, again, what are those underlying career areas? You know, maybe you're not going to be out on the field performing. Only a few people can do that out of the, the how many millions of Americans there are. But again, think of any professional sports team. You have the maintenance of the stadium. You have the marketing. You have the broadcasting. You have that health and wellness for the players. So that's something your students can always do, whether they think they have a career area in mind or especially if they're not sure they want to do. Take, take your interest. If you're a sports fan, what are all those underlying areas? And the same with PennDOT. You see the construction crews, what goes on, whether it's the planning, whether it's the engineering, whether it's the, the traffic plans. You know, when we do, when we're, we're developing a construction plan and we're going to replace a 5, 10, 15 mile stretch of highway for everything else we need to consider, how are we going to reroute that traffic for the next couple months? So we have the engineers who are involved with that. So just a little tip there. So I'm glad you brought that up about the yellow truck. Well, and I think it's important too to, so for you know, uh, you know, and you brought up the auto mechanic thing. Like I know, I know a lot, uh, my dad owns and operates a, a small business. It's an auto repair business and you know, it's, it's a, it's a small business. So there are, there are limitations to benefits and those types of things. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're working for a state agency, even, you know, if you're thinking big picture, you know, the benefit packages are great, you know, working for the state, the retirement plan is great working for the state. You can really set yourself up for a career, you know, rather than just a job. And that's, and that's what's really, I think, some of the key things about getting in, involved with like a state or government agency is that you've got a place now where you can make a career um, instead of it just being a job. Oh, absolutely. And I think PennDOT, the state as a whole is a good example with that. But even PennDOT itself, Jake, because again, of our size, and I, I've been with the state for 19 years, since 2001. I came aboard on the PennDOT, PennDOT and office administration side of things uh, back in October. And since I've been here, I mean, it's amazed me just how much there is to offer in PennDOT in terms of career options. So for all that you said, you know, with the, the benefits and with the retirement. And I know, you know, when our, our high school audience is listening here, that's obviously not the first thing that comes to mind. And I know for everyone who's listening, you're probably hearing and you're thinking, uh, retirement, I'm not even out of high school. And just, just keep that in the back of your mind for now. We're not going to preach on that now, but it is important. You want to build something up and you know, if you're talking to your parents or guardians, you hear them talk about it. So those are some good benefits with the state. But more importantly, Jake, I think the thing is, if you find an area of interest and whenever I'm talking to students, I, I always try to point that out. And even adults, I think, you know, if you find a general interest area, that's always the best thing. If you like what you're doing, that's going to make you much more successful because the big chunk of your life is going to be at work. And, and, you know, you've heard this, we've all heard this, but a lot of times during your working years, you end up spending more time with your coworkers than you do your own family. So the more you find your interest career wise, the better off you're going to be, the more you're going to excel, the more you're going to look forward 
to that job. Now, that said, you may not find your dream job right out of school, but go in that general direction. And I think that's one of the great things with PennDOT. You know, you start in one area, the job you start at in PennDOT likely will not be the job you end your PennDOT career. Now, if you get in and you're really happy with that same job from day one, by all means, stay around. But the nice thing with PennDOT is you can move in some cases from our highway maintenance deputy, maybe over to driver licensing, then maybe over to multimodal, and you get exposed to all these different areas. So after a while, you might be ready for a career change. And that's the nice thing you could do with PennDOT. But because you're still under that PennDOT roof, you're going to see how each deputy ties into the other deputate a little bit. And then here's the other benefit for your students who are listening. Let's say you've moved around a little bit to several different jobs, and now you're, you're starting to develop this, this both this wealth of knowledge with Pennsylvania and also this depth of knowledge. So after maybe about 5, 10, 15 years, you know, you have some good insight as to how Pendata operates. Well, there's management and supervisory level jobs and executive level positions. You've acquired this knowledge. This knowledge now might be put to good use from an oversight view. So now you're going to move upward. That obviously means an upward movement in terms of a paycheck. It also means more responsibility. Uh, you know, getting paid more is good. And I don't say this is a scary thing, but always remember too, more pay usually means more responsibility. There's something that goes on with that. But hey, if you've developed that knowledge along the way, you're going to be ready to get in there. And in that oversight or that managerial role, you're going to say, when I was uh, uh, an equipment operator, when I was a maintenance repair uh, uh, employee. When I was uh, uh, um a driver license examiner. I remember this. I remember that. So when you're in that management level role, you're going to be able to speak from actual experience. And that's what's a nice incentive. And then that does go out to a wider view. You do have the option. If you get in with PennDOT, maybe you see a career with another agency. There are opportunities, Jake, to move to other state agencies. And like we talked about, I know it's not a big deal right now for your students, but it will become a big deal if you move within PennDOT or even another state agency agency, your retirement is not going to change. You're going to still build that up. Your health benefits are not going to change. And that's a nice thing. That's one less thing to worry about because in my 19 years with the state, I've been with uh, basically six agencies now. And when you switch from one agency to another, even though we're all the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, each agency is completely different. It's nice that you don't have to worry about your benefits changing or your retirement changing. This way, you could just focus more on the job. So that's one of the nice things. And, if, and again, PennDOT's big enough that you could spend your whole career and do a variety, little, literally, Jake, a variety of jobs with PennDOT. So as, from a student perspective, you know, we've got, you know, we are talking to high school students and they're not, like you said, not necessarily thinking about, uh, you know, 20 years, down years the road, from now. 25, <laughs> 25 years down the road. Um, but there are probably some uh, common sort of starting points and entry level points uh, to working with PennDOT um, positions that might be part time or you know, you can ob obtain through an internship or just strictly entry level type. What are some of the more popular entry level positions that you guys have available through PennDOT? 
door. And, and that's one starting point. There's, there's, it's like using a computer. There's multiple ways to do things on the computer, the same thing. Same thing with PennDOT. There's multiple ways to get your foot in the door. Um, in terms of that entry level, let's say right after high school, you decide, okay, I'm, I'm ready to get right into the workforce. And that is an option. And just one thing I always point out, and I think, Jake, probably you and your coworkers always in, inform your students of this, certainly what you want to do after CCA. That's a personal decision. I think it's always good if the possibility exists that you could get some additional schooling after high school. It is usually a good thing, but but it's also, I recognize, a personal decision. Maybe, you know, with the cost, they're going to be a little prohibitive, or I'm sure there's some students who they're just ready to get into the workforce right after high school, and, and that is fine. I just encourage everyone, take that decision carefully, because sometimes right after high school, you're still in that learning mode, and, and sometimes getting a little extra education after high school, it's never going to hurt you. Even with PennDOT, a little bit of extra education can be a very good thing, but like we said, I know some Sometimes you're ready to get right in the workforce after high school. And yes, we do have options to get in right after high school. And here's a nice thing, Jake, too. You can move upward. We've had employees move from entry-level positions over the years to those very high-level positions. So um, it's first speaking with internships. And this is going to be a, a little bit of a detour, but we do have internships available, but they are if you are in college, whether you're going for an associate's degree, a bachelor's, or a master's. But we do have internships that are available available. And you could always go to the main Commonwealth employment site, which is employment.pa.gov. That's employment.pa.gov. And there's an internship section on there. And they're especially posted. We start to post them right after Thanksgiving through January because we hire a lot of interns in the summer months. So I'd say right after Thanksgiving, start looking when you're in college to see what internships might be available. And PennDOT alone, has a variety of internships, let alone all the other state agencies. Then um, for those students looking to get in right out uh, after high school, right after graduation, one option, this is just one option, is through our seasonal maintenance program. And that actually has two parts to it. Um, I'll start with what we're actually hiring for at the moment, which is our winter maintenance program, basically like it sounds. Um, under the winter, winter maintenance program, there's roughly about uh, five to eight job titles that we are hiring for on a seasonal basis. So when we say seasonal, what it means is you're going to generally work full-time hours for uh, several months, usually through the end of April, uh, maybe a little bit longer if we're really having a bad winter. And there's a variety of positions there. That includes the plow truck operators. Formally, they are called equipment operator positions. Now, you do need a CDL for those. So that's one thing you need to keep in mind. And we say CDL, that stands for commercial driver's license. Um, and that's something that is attainable that you could get out um, uh, after high school if you'd like. And I will tell you, getting your CDL, commercial driver's license, if you like to uh, drive the big, the large vehicles, if you want to do that type of work, you will always have job security and penned out with a commercial driver's license. And we'll come back and we could even speak on that a little bit more. But that's one area with the winter maintenance program. Um, the other entry-level positions we have under winter maintenance would be our tradesman helper position. Maybe you want to work with mechanics 
the mechanics a little bit on the engine repairs. Well, with Tradesman Helper, that's an entry-level position. You put in, you interview, and if you're selected after the interview, we might be offering you. And that's a good way to get some exposure with the mechanics. Another position we have is the radio dispatchers, making sure we're sending crews to the uh, particular areas. And uh, you know, in one part of the county, the roads could be fine in the winter. In maybe a different part, you could have two or three inches of snow. So we need those radio dispatchers to coordinate where our crews are going. So that's a way to get the foot in the door. And like I said, that position will last a few months. But a lot of times, once we have openings in our trades positions, Jigs, we will offer that first to those individuals in the winter maintenance program. So that's something we start hiring for right now. Usually we start hiring in the middle of the summer. And we're going to hire at least through January for our winter maintenance program. But then also in January, we're kind of like the fashion industry. We're always six months ahead. Basically, beginning in January, we're going to start hiring for our summer maintenance program. And that's going to be highway maintenance workers to take care of the medians, cutting the grass, the shoulder work, maybe some line painting. Uh, we need to make sure our rest areas are being maintained well. And then there's also something that we have, again, for those students who are going on to some type of post-secondary education. Any students going on for an associate's or a bachelor's degree, they could actually get a summer job with us. It's called our college student summer worker position. Now, it may not pertain to your college major, but I know a lot of college students, they need to make some money while they're going through the summer months in college. And that college student summer worker position is an excellent way to earn some money and you're getting some exposure to PennDOT. So again, that's something you could see on the employment website for the Commonwealth, which is employment.pa.gov. And then to expand on that, Jake, those are some of the seasonal positions in terms of full-time entry-level position, again, under our trades positions. We have something like a tradesman helper. Again, you're going to assist the mechanics. Maybe you'll assist a welder a little bit. Um, another position, let's say you don't want to be completely hands-on, but maybe you don't want to be always at the desk either. So we have a position I kind of refer to, it's maybe a, a shirt and tie position, but yet with jeans. And that would be our technical assistant position. And what you do with the technical assistant, we use that a lot in our county maintenance organizations. And that's basically an analytical position, an entry-level analytical position, where you're looking at some of the sampling and testing of materials. You might also be looking at the supplies we need, making sure all of our supplies from rolled salt to to uh, grass seed, to line paint, that we're making sure we're stocked up on that. And then even looking at our operations. Are we efficient? Are we meeting deadlines? So that technical assistant, you're going to qualify for that as long as you've graduated from high school. And Jake, that position is a nice way to work your way upward then. So be on the lookout for that technical assistant title. Another one, like we talked, I'm going to come back to it now. Remember we were talking about the commercial driver's license, the CDL? Well, we have a position called the Transportation Equipment Operator Trainee. It's a trainee position. And as long as you start at your CDL process, meaning you got a CDL permit, like many of your students right now, they probably have the regular Class C driver's permit. Well, <clears throat> the CDL is similar. There's a permit with that. And as long as you get your commercial driver's license permit, you will qualify for that Transportation Equipment Operator Trainee position. And then if we hire you, we're going to help you train for that uh, to get your full-blown CDL uh, license. And then 
you're going to have a lot of options. You're going to be able to work full time for us as an equipment operator. And that's going to expand outward to some other positions. I know our diesel mechanic positions require that CDL. So that's something to keep in mind. You get your CDL permit on your own and then get hired with us. We're going to help you study for and prepare for that CDL test. Moving away from some of the trades, some other positions, again, an area many of your students are very familiar with right now, the driver's license centers. Well, a lot of those individuals, and those PennDOT employees behind the counters, they're driver's license exam assistants. That's a position you'll take the civil service test for and you could qualify for. Finally, one year additional area where you could really have some nice upward mobility would be our clerical positions. Um, that's a great way to get your foot in the door and really learn the PennDOT operations from the ground up. We have had many, many employees who've started as a clerk or a clerk typist. And then over the years, they work their way up and to rather high level positions. But what I always value with those positions, you get to work in PennDOT in the front lines, whether it's at our county maintenance organizations or in headquarters, you're dealing with the contacts uh, and the public on a first-hand level. And then eventually, Jake, you could take that experience on a, an upward level in that case. So it sounds like there's a lot of entry points in for PennDOT for you. Absolutely. And, and different areas. If, if you like a little more hands-on in the county maintenance offices, that's probably going to be your area. If you like that office element and working with computers, we're going to have that. So again, multiple options, multiple options. And, and Ian, I would say, you know, if your students are looking, if they're on employment.pa.gov, when they're ready to look for employment, um, and if they see two or three er or job titles that they're interested in, apply for all of them, because you never know where an opening is right now. And, and sometimes with our civil service procedures, you know, there might be a lot of people who are above you on the interview list. So I always encourage everyone, if you see two, three, four different job titles you're interested in, apply for them all. It's going to increase your chances. Yeah. Before we get into the application, because I think we want to talk about that too a little bit. What, how, how quickly can somebody advance in? Like if you're, I mean, you just talked about all these entry points you can have and, you know, somebody might go like, well, but I'm not really a clerical guy. I mean, mm -hmm. There, students are going to realize that all jobs have clerical work, no matter where you go and what you do. There's some sort of paperwork involved because people love paperwork. But what, I mean, how quickly can somebody move it up? You know, if they were to go and like get a job, they could then transition, but like... What's that? Sure. Generally, I would say, and, and this is a very general sense, but it, it's a good pointing that you brought up. You know, let's say someone wants to get in and maybe clerical is not, you know, there. it's a starting point, but they'd like to move onward. I would say, and I have learned this from my own experience too, I would say, look at it from a, a, a year standpoint. And I know now when students are hearing this, they're saying, Doug, are you kidding me? A year? That, that's a whole grade level. And, and for everyone who's listening out there, here's what happens with the aging process. Right now, as you're listening, I know a year is the start of the school year to the end of the school year. That's a long time. But, you know, as your hair, when you get a little older, as your hair gets a little shorter, it gets a little greater, grayer. 
time starts going faster. And I could honestly tell you from my 19 years, I, once you get out of school, a year does go a little bit faster. So it's not long at all. But here's even the more important point. And, and again, I've, I've learned this, Ian, because again, I was fresh out of school at one point. And I, you know, I, when I heard, oh, be for, stay in a job for a year or two, that, that seemed like eternity for me. But what I've also learned along the way is once you're in that job, try to go in. Don't just think, oh, well, I'm just working this job till I, another opening comes. No, what you want to do is learn all that you can in the job. Don't think, oh, this is a clerical position. So I just want to quickly get through this. You're going to, don't think of clerical as just filing paper or, or, you know, moving stacks of paper from one area to another. Clerical positions have really advanced now thanks to technology. So you might be, even though you have clerical in, in your job title, you might be dealing with the public a lot, or you might be working on some specific projects. So you could really find some interesting level clerical jobs, interesting clerical jobs that are really going to propel you. So, I, and I've, again, I'm seeing this from experience, any job you first land in, even at first, if you're not quite interested in it, or it doesn't seem appealing, find one nugget there. And this is what I've always found. There's one little nugget of a job, even if overall you're not happy with it, that you're going to like. Well, concentrate on that area of interest explore all you can and then that interest overlaps into the other areas and what you sometimes find after that year which again is not that long you develop some knowledge now you're going to know how the your particular office operates a little bit more and that starts opening new opportunities but i'd say give it at least a year and sometimes i've actually had people tell me you know if you give a job one to three years that's a good amount of time to master it and then you're able to move up but you know it, it, one year I think is a general point of view and yes employees have moved through more quickly but I think you want to learn it because any knowledge you learn along the way it always builds towards another job definitely definitely it helps you too to network with other people within your department within other departments and you can kind of learn what else is out there and and it's much easier to transfer too than it is to find a whole nother job. Oh, you know, absolutely. Companies but, and all that. But you point, you brought out another good point. You might learn something from someone else there. You know, you might be in a job that you're not liking at first, but maybe you have a really good supervisor who takes an interest with you and they start showing you this and that and that. And all of a sudden a position at first that didn't seem so interesting. Now you are loving it. Um, and, and that actually happened to me when I started. I started in human resources and I went through a, a training program. And one of my first assignments after my training year was to work in what, what we call basically labor relations. And this is where you work with the unions who represent a lot of employees. And, you know, it, in a very general sense for you, to help your students understand, when we say labor relations or working with unions, this is where we want to find out any concerns the unions have about maybe working conditions or maybe some difficulties employees are having or maybe management wants to institute some new procedures. So we'll deliver that to the union officials. And in my training years, in my training year, I wasn't that thrilled at first with I thought, I don't know if I want to do this because sometimes, you know, personalities get a little strong in this area. Well, I'll tell you what, once I got into my um, uh, placement, my final placement after my training year, I ended up really getting into it. I found it interesting. Yes, there were some heated arguments, but I also saw through those heated arguments, you were helping the employees get to a better place. They, you were allaying some concerns or if management wanted, wanted to implement a new procedure,
easier. It was to make things more efficient. And I actually took a liking for it. So again, speaking from experience in the state, you know, at first, if at those for after that first month or two, you're not liking it, give it time because I, I'm the perfect example for that. I thought I wasn't going to like a job. And then I ended up staying in that job. You know, we were talking about it one year being a long time. I ended up staying in that job for about two years, then two, even over two years. So you never know how it's going to go. Just go in open-minded and I, and I can't stra- stress this enough for your students. Always be willing to learn. Don't be just thinking about the next job. Take that opportunity that you have right in front of you because you never know the opportunities it's going to lead to. Yeah, Doug, to uh, piggyback off of that, the way that the Commonwealth has um, created Commonwealth titles, there are different series along, um, there are different steps you could look at it within Commonwealth job titles. So in order to qualify for higher levels, the majority of the time you have to have at least one year of experience in that next lower um, job title. So while you're in that, maybe it is an entry level title, while you're in that you are learning exactly what you need to do in order to qualify for those higher level positions. So use that time in those entry level positions to not only earn or learn uh, the agency using PennDOT as an experience or as an example, but um, learning what you need um, experience and training that you need to gain in order to move on to other titles that are higher within any uh, part of the Commonwealth. So, Brittany, I'm going to throw this one to you then. Uh, so I know that you do a lot with uh, recruitment and talent acquisition and those things. When you are, when somebody comes to you with a, with a position that's available and they want you to go out and seek, right? Some of these entry-level positions and things, what are some skills hard skills, soft skills, what are the things that are most popular as far as what, an, what the state as far as an employer is looking for uh, in, an, in a potential employee? So um, in terms of, you know, let's look at entry level uh, more specifically, a lot of Commonwealth job titles um, will require a bachelor's degree. Or if you don't have necessarily a bachelor's degree, um, a certain amount of years of experience that might equate to a four-year degree or a two-year degree and so on and so forth. Um, So you can look at any type of job title. For instance, my job title technically is a human resource analyst. So at my level, I needed to have a a bachelor's degree and a certain amount or a certain number of years of experience in human resources. Um, You could look at the trades uh, type titles that a lot of uh, job titles in PennDOT uh, specifically, uh, some of those job titles are gonna require you to have some type of certificate or some type of licensure, or maybe even an an associate's degree, those types of things. All of those will be listed on the job um, descriptions that are all outlined on the employment.pa.gov website. So all of those things are going to be what uh, the Commonwealth likes to call minimum experience and training requirements. Those are all going to be outlined and and highlighted for you on those uh, position descriptions. So there's not going to be a whole lot of question as to, hey, do I qualify for this? It's going to be, here's what we need uh, minimum at the minimum for you to qualify for that position. And that's, it's great to know the, the qualifications. And so, cause I, I know that I've looked at positions in the past and thought, 
well, I maybe have three years of experience in that particular thing if you look at it this way. And so you sort of shape your cover letter that you're going to send based on that information and try to um, make, make the connection between what they're looking for as far as years of experience and what you've done previous, maybe with, uh, you know, previously, previous employers. Doug, from a, from a, um, maybe away from the qualifications part of it, what are some things as far as um, soft skills, maybe some employability skills? What are some of the, what are some of the things that maybe students can start to work on now and develop as they prepare to start applying for jobs uh, after high school? I, I think one would be generally computer skills across the board. Whatever, the more computer knowledge you could have, the more computer programs you're aware of, the better. And obviously, you never know when you first get in with an employer what they're using, but certainly your traditional suite of office products, you know, the word processing, the spreadsheets, the, the, the displays, um, you know, whether it's, you know, PowerPoint. I know not everyone's using PowerPoint anymore, if it's Prizzy or whatever, you know, is the latest, try to at least have a familiarity. I'm not saying you need to be an expert, but if you also see with some of those programs, you do like using it, you're sooner or later, you're going to find an employer that, that, that's going to be more than willing to have you to come aboard. So I think just don't, don't be afraid to get into these computer uh, programs and play around. And definitely if you have the option to take any courses, whether it's through CCA or even on your own, you definitely want to do that. The more computer savvy you could be, the better. Because sometimes someone hiring you, they're, they're up at a higher level. They don't have time to master a computer program. In that sense, if you could be the right-hand person, you could be invaluable. Um, I think another one uh, soft skill in a sense that, that's very important is having an open attitude, especially when you first start it. Um, you know, again, it's, it's good to have a career goal. Like I said early on, focus on your career interests. I think that's what's going to make it successful. But also know how to put that career interest in perspective. Um, and, and I don't say this to be negative, but you know, usually that first job is not going to be necessarily the dream job, but hopefully it's putting you on the track. And sometimes, and again, I was here too, I think sometimes it's almost that tunnel vision. You just focus so much on that, that, that dream job, that ultimate job that you expect to get that right out of school. And, and sometimes, you know, you've studied hard through high school and then through post, uh, any type of post high school education you've taken. And you think, all right, finally, I've made it to the job. I'm going to be able to do exactly what I want. And remember, when you graduate from high school, from community college, from a traditional four-year college, or you finish up with a military or a trade school, that means obviously you do have more knowledge. But what it really means is that you have the ability to learn. And always keep that in mind. When you're on the job, you still want to be learning. And now more than ever, employers always need you to learn some new computer software or learn new procedures. So always be willing to learn. It's not going to be to the extent like you're going through right now in high school or subsequently in college or any type of post-secondary school, but always be willing to learn and open to new things. And again, that's going to help you reach that, that interest level. And then I think the final point that's really timely right now, Jake, to focus on is what we're going through right now with COVID-19. Um, obviously, this has affected everyone, both personally and professionally. And I've heard, you know, students, I've heard adults say, this isn't fair. It's messed up the school year. I couldn't have a normal graduation. You know, employees are saying, you know, our, our procedures are 
are all changed. There's been layoffs and, and there's been some very serious situations, no doubt. And I understand that. But at the same time, you know, various employers have tried to continue to operate through this and it's been harder. It's been harder. And like I said, a lot of people are saying this isn't fair, you know, with all these changes going on, but let's use PennDOT as an example, especially from just a few months ago when we were the, in the height of that stay at home order. Well, PennDOT's a very essential agency. We needed to continue to operate. And what was the one place everyone wanted to go or needed to get to during the uh, height of the stay-at-home order, home, uh, stay-at-home order. It was the supermarket, right? Everyone needed to get there. And how were you getting there? The road system. Who maintains the road systems? PennDOT, certainly, to a certain degree. So you needed customers who wanted to get to the supermarket. You had employees who needed to get to the supermarket. And then you needed the delivery trucks, the tractor trailers that needed to get to the supermarkets all through the roadway system. So PennDOT, there's a perfect example how we needed to continue to operate, but because of the various safety protocols put into place we at PennDOT, and we still have this in place, we have a lot of safety protocols calls in place now. So what we did, and, and I am amazed, Jake, how what the response was from PennDOT, um, especially early on, but still now, we're getting all these emails how, you know, certain offices, suddenly employees had to work from home, and we didn't have access maybe to all our computer programs, or didn't have access to all our files. But it has been amazing how so many PennDOT employees have learned to adapt and improvise in this situation. And so I can't stress this enough to your students right now. Don't look at this situation with COVID-19 and just throw your hands up and say, this stinks. This is unfair. It's messing everything up. What Now more than ever in this type of situation, and we're going to have other situations like this in the future. Now, COVID-19, make no doubt about it, this is a major curveball. A lot of times in an employer, you're going to have a smaller curveball, but that in terms of a soft skill is what an employer really values, Jake. When, when something gets messed up, when you have a big or a small curveball that you're willing to roll up your sleeves and do what it takes. That is something that is invaluable. So honestly, for everyone who's listening out there now, you know, again, I know there's hardships out there, but look at this as an opportunity to adapt and readapt. And that's something that any employer will find invaluable. Absolutely. Well, uh, Doug and Brittany, thank you so much. Brittany, we're going to have you back on to talk about the state. Maybe you can explain to me how the state employee, uh, application process works so that I know what the heck I'm, I'm doing if I ever have to use that ever again, Absolutely. which I don't plan on using it anytime soon. But uh, it can be confusing, uh, civil service versus non-civil service. So we'll probably have you back on to talk about that. A um, lot of great information about PennDOT and just as an agency, what's out, what's available. It's, a, it, it's more than just the big yellow trucks running down the road. It, it certainly is. So it's a great place to make a career. Um, and I think there's a lots, lots of ways for our students to think about how they might, uh, whether, you know, it's an entry level position straight out of high school or whether it's something, you know, once they, you know, finish their degree and they want to use it, there might be an opportunity with PennDOT to do that. So I uh, appreciate you guys coming on the podcast today. Uh, if you guys want to learn more about PennDOT and some of the opportunities that are available, check out the sites that Doug talked about. We're also going to have them posted in our blog. Uh, the, those links will be there as well. And uh, we appreciate you listening to the first, very first ep uh, special episode, the Exploring Career episodes of the We Are CCA podcast. So until next time, everybody, thank you so much. And remember that we are CCA. <laughs>